0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Michael Irvin is going to be talking to us on the Bud Light guest line coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, Until then, this is Rick in Newark. Rick, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hello. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, thank you. What do you got for us this afternoon?
2: So, I was at the game last night, and I just want to say a few things, and then I'll take your comments offline. Um, first of all, I think it's funny that Damon is acting like the Cowboys got ran over. I didn't see one comfortable niner until the last 10 minutes of the game. And if it wasn't for Dak going to two interceptions and Trayvon Big, uh not tackling when
1: uh, – Kittle caught that juggling pass, and he wasn't in a position to stop it. But
2: that was a problem all years. He he just doesn't tackle. He thinks he's on I like to hear your comments
1: on that. So, uh, I mean Trayvon Diggs is he didn't have a, a standout game in in any way, shape, or form. And you know if Dak doesn't make those those interceptions, it's 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 a different game. Yeah, I mean if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk. You know what I'm telling you know and and. When I say that the place never got tight, beyond the Ray-Ray McLeod fumble, which felt like, okay, so you got a a Dallas team which hasn't been able to flip a field all afternoon. You just gave them the ball around the 20-yard line there. And then when the 49ers survived that moment by only giving up a field goal, I thought that was a huge exhale by the stadium. Because that was going to be the, uh uh-oh,
2: Dallas scores a touchdown here. Now they're up in this game by four points. The only thing you can say about how that drive ended that helped the Cowboys is that Marr makes the kick. And now you could see the Cowboys breathe a little sigh of relief because at least they could hope that he could do something late in the game because... It felt like maybe the yips were gone because it wasn't just that he made the kick, it he made it true. Other than that, there was a big defensive stop there because the 49ers, that was their one real moment of vulnerability, and Dallas couldn't do enough with it. What happens if Tony Pollard doesn't get hurt?
1: Are the Cowboys going to Philadelphia? Maybe. It's an argument. I think there's an argument to be made, but I don't think there is such convincing argument that, yeah, had he not been hurt, the Cowboys are a 1,000% winning that game. I didn't think no, it was they're, going they're, in that direction.
2: No, none, nothing that the Cowboys did all day said, man, they are a lot to win this game. The thing that Pollard's injury robs them of is the weaponry by which they could they could steal the game. Because it would have been a theft. You know, I don't think the 49ers stole this game. If Dallas had won, it probably would have been more of a steal. But that's in large part because Dallas isn't as good as San Francisco. The, the truth is, Pollard gave them the fighter's chance that people thought they had going into this game. When he went down, they were going to have to do something genuinely extraordinary to win the game. And that extraordinary thing never happened. No, So, you know, when I say, you know, Pollard, you know, Pollard didn't cause them to lose the game. He took away their, their best chance to win it. Because if he's still in the game, 49ers have to play their defense more honestly. They have to respect the run more because he can do things that Elliott can't. And when that was gone, the 49ers could basically say, you know what? you got one dimension and there's i don't know of any one dimensional team the 49ers have lost to this year i can't
1: think of any guys I, I can't think of any i mean we we saw what the the Kansas City Chiefs did to them what feels like a a, a football season ago um and mahomes you know was played a bigger hand in that than any any running back for Kansas City. But thats they're never one-dimensional. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes is one of the baddest you-know-whats this league has ever seen. I mean, he has already in a short amount of time played himself right into the yeah, he gets to be mentioned with great all-time quarterbacks conversation this early in his career. Patrick Mahomes is something else, and he won as many tough guy points as humanly possible. He's got a high ankle sprain, Ray. High ankle sprains normally is like a four- to six-week injury. A high ankle sprain is a four- to six-week injury. He wanted to keep playing. He didn't want to come out for a second. They talked enough Jesus into him and just said, Look, man, you're the franchise. We at the very least... Have to go and make sure that this isn't a fracture, a hairline somewhere, because that could turn into, you know, a Joe Theismann, Alex Smith level of leg break if you got another 300 pound man hanging on you at some other point in time today. So we we have to look at this and then we're going to, you know, preach the gospel of Toradol directly into you and we'll get you back out there if you can go. But we have to look at this and you saw Mahomes blow up and he got all angry and he threw his helmet and his jacket. I love the players competitiveness, but
2: some when you talk about players need to be safe from themselves, that was one of yeah. those moments. A- Andy Reid is not dissuaded from very many things. And even though he owes the late late years of his career to Mahomes, it doesn't mean the player is the doctor. No. I mean, that's that's one of those moments where you just go, "Here's the guy who really gets it." Cuz he was not trying to You know, lengthen Patrick Mahomes' career. He's trying to get the best chance he's got to keep him in the game, which is go in there, get the leg looked at, like I told you to. If you can go, we'll wrap it up tighter, and then you'll play. But you're not gonna do this just because you want to. And that's one of the reasons why every once in a while, somebody's gotta be the designated adult. And it's one of those moments where the the player can't be it. By the way,
1: while that x-ray was taking place, the designated adult called one of the single greatest drives of his entire career for Chad Henney. And Chad Henney goes, what, 90? Was it 98? 98. 98. 98 yards. I mean, I'm comfortable rounding that up to 99. Let's call it 100 yards. Well, he goes 105. He goes, just, he goes 115 yards, Ray. He goes from the back of his own end zone. He's behind the field goal stanchion. And Chad Henney goes on what is nothing short of the drive of the entire championship weekend Out, outside of the first drive of Cincinnati's afternoon where they basically went to let everyone in Buffalo know this day's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. What a game plan Cincinnati had in that game. Buffalo is outside on a slow track in terrible conditions trying to run a track meet. Meanwhile, Cincinnati's like, okay, how about death by paper cut all day long? All day long, it was death by paper cut, death by paper cut, death by paper cut. One big pass, death by paper cut, death by paper cut, death by paper cut. One night, the second big pass. Burrow can play,
2: man. He's a gunslinger. Burrow can play, he's got two genuine pass catching weapons. And Joe Mixon is grossly underrated as a force in this league because. While he's not the focus of their offense, he makes stuff happen.
1: Well, and I think Zach Taylor did a hell of a job making sure that with, what, he had three backup offensive linemen in that game? Well, that, and he is just getting the ball out of Burrow's hand as fast as possible everywhere. Again, death by paper cut, death by paper cut. You're going to give us eight yards? We'll take seven of them and just try to make a little more happen after the fact. I mean, it was it was an awesome game plan. A truly awesome game plan by
2: the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, no, they they, they richly earned what they got. Um, and for everybody, and I know in the postseason, the instinct is, why did the team I think was going to win? Why did they fail me? The Bills didn't, get fa- they didn't fail. Cincinnati beat them. They Cincinnati took their lunch them. and they walked away. Cincinnati beat them, but they
1: also tried to play hero ball. And have Josh Allen throw the 70 yard pass like way too many times. On a windy day where that pass isn't coming down, I, I I just thought that they tried but Buffalo tried to turn a marathon into a track meet. And Cincinnati was in it for the marathon.
2: And the conditions said you're gonna need a marathon runner, not a sprinter today. Well, this is what happens when your running game is predicated by your quarterback and not a running back. And where was that? Where was Josh Allen's legs until what the second half? No, it was a little too late at that point. Yeah, it, yeah. It you know when you're down, you're down two scores right away. Now you can't run, and you know Devin Singletary is a better pass catcher than he is a running back. He's too. I mean, he's just not big enough. And on a day like that, you need not only a guy who can break a run. You need a guy who can grind one out, and they don't have that. James Cook is not the answer there. So for a team that loves bad weather, the Bills did the one thing bad weather teams can never do, and that's fall behind early. Because they need to play at their pace with their weapons, and they couldn't do that. When we return, there is no person
1: on the planet who I would rather hear from. On the day after the Dallas Cowboys are eliminated from the NFL's postseason, then our next guest, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker, Michael Irvin, joins us next coming up here on ninety-five seven, The Game. It's Damon and Rattle. We are brought to you by CalHope.org.
0: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com
1: Now back to Damon and Ratto on five seven. The Game. Welcome to you. It is good to have you around today, and it's great to have Michael Irvin joining us here on the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And I'm just guessing, Michael, that that game was not easy for you to enjoy. And um, if I were you, uh, the, the, the amount of discipline that you must exercise to not turn around and hit Stephen A. Smith... Right in the face. Who's n- never done anything as an athlete? I mean, you are you're a patient, beautiful man for allowing that nonsense to happen.
3: How are you doing, man? Well, listen. Trust me, this has not been an easy thing. I don't know why, man. I keep telling myself, why do you, why do you invest so much? Why does this bother you? I just have to go to sleep. When I'm so after the game, I just got to go to sleep because I'm. But I feel suppressed. Uh, oppressed, depressed, any press you put on it, I just have to lay down. And I, I still haven't really came out of it. Now, I'm not lying when I say this, oh, hardly I say this, if we were going to lose, losing to San Fran gives me something. You know what I mean? Because I talk to you guys, uh, you know, I talk to Debo, love him to death. So, so I, I'm trying to piece that together. and now, now, now start pulling for San Fran and I at least got one more horse in his race to kind of just play it that way. But, but dude, listen, yeah, it's hard.
1: What was was surprising to me about the day is that both of these defense came out to play some trench warfare and they were doing it. The the 49ers offensive line had a really rough first half. I don't know what they did at halftime to tighten it up, but when it's all said and done, Like Christian McCaffrey had his worst production day since joining the team. No niner, Michael, had more than 51 rushing yards. No niner caught more than six balls. No niner cracked 100 receiving yards. And the team was held to under 115 rushing yards. That game probably had they should lose written all over it. So I want to ask you, if Tony Pollard is healthy, do you think we're looking at the Cowboys going to Philadelphia, not the 49ers?
3: Well... Uh, it certainly will help, but it's, it's, not, it's not just the Tony Pollard situation. I just text from my people over at the Dallas Cowboys like, "How did that mix? Ty Hill running down the lane, wide open. That ball that Warner uh, knocked out of the hands of CD Lamb running up the right seam. Ty was running up the left seam, and when Warner went all the way to T- when went all the way to uh, CD, Ty was all by himself." and he did not see it. And it's like, oh my God. You know, and in a game like that, a touchdown basically ends the game. Because it was, you know, nine, you know, back and forth. It, it, well, even after that first touchdown for the Cowboys, you miss that extra point or you get blocked. It was going to be missed anyway when you see a trajectory of the ball. And that game goes to six six. That if, if you make that extra point and you're looking back at that scoreboard, and it's 7-6. That even gives you a little something. I always tell you guys, hope, dictates effort. If one point out says we winning, that gives you a little more hope. You get in, you put in a little more effort. All those little things that just kept going on, um, it made it hard. You can't beat a team as good as the 49ers making those kinds of mistakes. It just don't happen.
2: When did you, with your educated eye, feel that Dallas had lost the game? I mean, because it was a. They, they only lost by seven, so it seemed at least superficially close. But you never got the sense, or at least I never got the sense, that Dallas had a big push in them. When did you feel that way?
3: You know what? And, and that makes. You know what? Because I, 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 it's so funny how we feel the game. We feel a game with I feel like we can get this. Oh, this is good. It's good. Because you got to understand that. You go in saying, wow, this defense is pretty incredible. And then Dallas moved the ball. I said, okay, okay. We got touchdowns. Okay. First, and and what really really gave me earlier was what they did with the run. That was beyond anything I could imagine that Dallas could do. When Dallas was slowing down the run early on, I said, wow, uh uh-oh. Uh oh! This means we will have a chance, and, 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 and you know, so they, they had a chance early, but they didn't pull away. That's of course, stayed nine nine. And later on, what happens is after everybody starts wearing down, now Purdy got more time. You guys fell off into your offense and start running all those crossers and everything, and and making some plays. And once you once you allow San Fran to get to running crossing routes and all of that, then 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 you're going to have some problems. Uh, after George Kittle broke out with that play. Even on that play, if, if you're a Trayvon Diggs, you got to run your body into his. How do you miss his body? He's juggling that football. He's juggling that football. And Trayvon Diggs missed a whole, that's a whole body. You ran right by that whole body. I'm not saying lower your head. I don't care if you turn around. Talk something. You run into his body, maybe he drops that football. Those kinds of things. And it's, it's just those kinds of pressing things that separate it. You catch a football, and, and, and no, you don't get both feet down. You go out of bounds going backwards instead of going forward to stop the clock. Championship teams put those issues to bed, and make sure they tighten those issues up. San Fran, they'll play a tight game, but they're going to tighten up those kinds of issues. He made sure he hit those shows going backwards, throw that clock, can keep running. Little things like that is what you have to tighten down when you win a championship. And San Fran tightened them down, and Dallas did not, and that became the difference in that game.
1: Michael Irvin here on the Bud Light guest line. The last 2.59 of that game, needs to be studied by Dallas. Uh, I, I, I thought that in the biggest moment of Dak's entire career, he played terrible football. He comes out on first down, throws nearly a pick six. He then misses a wide open Michael Gallup. On third down is when he gets sacked. Like, that guy's making $40 million a year. His two interceptions in the first half, it didn't look anything like a $40 million a year quarterback. And, you know, I know that sometimes quarterbacks and head coaches... Catch more blame than they're actually responsible for. Where do you put yesterday's game's blame? Who who deserves more? McCarthy himself or was it Dak?
3: No, no, listen. And and I've always loved Dak and I think he's an incredible guy. And, And there's a lot of things that we give Dak that I say he doesn't deserve, you know, but this one he does. This one's. He does, you know. We, we and and, and, and what, it, what the issue is, and I, what I, I said this, to you guys. You gotta, oh, you gotta graduate every grade before you win a championship. You're not going so so. Okay, so you're a great running team, but you can't throw the ball. Well, somebody gonna make you throw the ball before you win a championship. Oh, I'm a great passing team, but I can't run the ball. Somebody's going to make you run the ball before you win a championship. You know what I mean? So you gotta graduate every class. That. You've thrown a lot of interceptions this year. you got to get through games like this without any interceptions before you win a championship. And and, and you didn't graduate that class. And that's why you're no longer in school. What Not th- in the playoffs. What
1: do you think was supposed to happen on that final play of the game with the weirdest formation we've seen on an NFL football field? I, I, maybe you
3: know, ever. I can't even talk to that. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I, I was so pissed at seeing that right there. I was like, man, take a knee. Just take a knee and concede. What are you doing? Why, why, why have the last two plays of, of playoff losses in this storied rivalry between Dallas and San Francisco? Look at the last two plays that Dallas tried to run at the end of each of those games. Now, Man, Dal- take a damn knee.
1: Yeah, Dalton Just Schultz.
2: Knee.
1: Dalton Schultz did you no favor by not getting that second foot down and maybe give you a chance for a good old fashioned that's- conventional Hail Mary. But right, still. Right,
3: right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. How in the hell did you not know? I don't want to hear that. Oh, he thought his foot was down. Dude, these drills are drilled in you every day. You do them like brushing your teeth, like drinking water. They are natural things that go on in your body when you put water in your mouth, your throat, That's how much you catch sideline passes and do toe taps in practice. How do you not know that? But you know what I mean? That's exactly what I mean. You gotta tighten down those little things and that means you're not dialed in.
2: Um, I'm gonna do you a huge solid right now and not ask you another cowboy question for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> How much better in your mind do you believe the 49ers have to play to beat Philadelphia on Sunday based on the fact that Dallas's defense was not only blameless yesterday, but was very nearly as good as San Francisco's defense? Yeah,
3: you know what's so funny, though, man? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, I watched that Philly game. I watched that Philly game on Saturday. And I had to keep shaking my head, like, stop, 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 stop. Because I couldn't help but think about, wow, what a great matchup that will be to see Philadelphia and San Francisco. Because remember now, I'm looking at the San Fran line, that defensive line going up against this run game that went for 268 yards against the Giants. I was like, wow, that would be, That's that's going to be a great matchup. And I don't think you get your head out of it. Cowboys like You know what I mean? That that's the kind of thing I went through. <laughs> I, I think right now, last week, I understand friend the best. Look at they they look the best in the NFL. This week, the Eagles looked the best in the NFL. Those two collide this week. And, and man, I this is going to be a hellacious game. I wanna see if that defensive front can slow down the run game of this Philadelphia Eagles. Now I, I know you guys, San Fran gave us seventy yards, seventy-seven, some seventy-two yards, and some rushing, and yeah. only sixty-two at home. They're on the road now, but can they slow down what we saw the other day when they ran all over the Giants and make and say, "Okay, let's see just how improved you are," and make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. That that's what that's what it's going to come down to. And that's going to be a great battle to watch. And then to watch the design of what Kyle Shanahan designs to try to run against that Eagles defense. That's you know, it's going to be an interesting run. Because both teams are saying, I, even Jalen Hurst, the greatest season he had, you still say, let me see you throw this ball around the park. We want you to throw this ball around the park.
1: Or maybe do you almost play it backwards, Michael, where you decide, you know, they're going to want to run the ball, we're going to want to run the ball, so we're just going to turn this into a we can run it versus you run it type of afternoon, and you try to make them one-dimensional that way, where you try to take away the big play from Jalen Hurts in the air. I mean, it, it doesn't right. feel like either team can truly expect to completely shut down the other team's running game. Like, both these right, right, teams right, right. are going to go for but, 120. But,
3: but, yeah, but D, listen this shit. I'd rather you grind it out Let's grind it out. Let's go. Let's grind it out, and we go to team to team grind it out. You get them big plays over the top. Philly was number one in big plays last, last this year. Number one offense. Number one in big plays. You want to make them. I know you guys so much. You got this great running game. Let me let me make you grind it out. Now, are you willing to grind it out? They, Dallas had a second and two the other day, and and Dak threw that ball and threw that interception. Second and two, already already in field goal range? What's for go, 9 9 or you're 6 9, something like that? You run the ball right here. They just play power with football. But if you're scared to play power with football, now you drop back throwing it. Oh, this is a pass down. Because gonna say, you're not going to come back and run it again because two yards will be. You're just, you got to be willing to play physical. That's why I told you guys about being physical is the number one trait for the NFL. See, San Fran was willing to be physical. That second half, they said, let's stop this mess. Let's just run, you guys. You should have been worn down. Your offense ain't gave you the breath that thought you needed, and you just put the pedal on and just started running. It's about that mentality. And, boy, if you could take those big plays away from the Philadelphia Eagles and say, hey, let's, let's go, let's go, let's see. Let's see who wants it most and see who is the most physical and, and, and who wins this game.
2: Uh, the 49ers are a physical team. So is Philadelphia. So it would seem that, based on that, it's going to be players making plays more than anything else that so will decide Sunday. Who, in your mind, on either team, is the player most likely to make that play when it's required? You know
3: what? Too. I want you to talk about. We talk about being physical. Being physical. If people, It's not a talent or a gift, it's a mindset. This is how we're playing. I don't care. It ain't like, oh, I'm physical. When I'm physical, it hurts me less than it hurts you. Oh, hell no, it don't work that way. It hurts you too. You know what I mean? It hurts both of us. But I set my mind that I'm physical and I'm not going to feel the pain as much as you feel the pain. That's a mindset. And when you get in games like this, that mindset is less about skill and more about will. How can how, how, how long can I hold this mindset and not break while you and I are in this battle? That that that's what it comes down to. That's why we start that's why you hear me to say things like this. When you get into games like this, this is where each man must dig inside himself deep down inside himself and pull out the best of himself because that's what it's going to take to win. It, 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 we leave skill and we move the wheel and who wants it most? Who has set their mind the most for this? That's what it's going to come down to when you talk about physical
1: football. I'll tell you who I think might have had the best day from the, the, the Cowboys sideline yesterday was Dan Quinn. Uh, Dan Quinn had a winning game plan. Shut down. Yeah, to shut, yeah, down, he, he yeah, to shut down the, the yeah. yeah, this the 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 this 49ers offense had it in for them all day. Let me ask you to go inside yourself Michael Irvin and answer this as honestly as possible as much as this answer is going to hurt. You can choose to change one of three things about the Dallas Cowboys. The head coach, the quarterback, or the general manager. Which aisle needs to be cleaned up first?
3: Well, I know one thing: General Manager ain't going nowhere. If I could change him, he would go anywhere. I don't have that. But well, how about
1: abdicating know, to someone who but, might?
3: Get, because, but, t- but, 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 what you're talking about is moving the franchise forward. Which one of those three can you move? Could you have a movement with and move the franchise forward? The factor that would have to be the head coach, because the reality is. Yeah, I, I don't want an owner that's not willing to put in the money to do that. Doing, I know Jerry's willing to do that. I don't. It's too hard to find a quarterback in this league. You can't find a quarterback. They're, they're, they're out there. Watch, watch the bid for Derek Carr and the guys that guys that are even under Dak Prescott. Watch how everybody wants them uh, on their team. You know what I'm saying? So, so you can find. So it have to be the coach. It would have to be the coach. Now, Mike McCarthy better than Sean Payton and all these, you know what I'm saying? That would have to be the direction. If I had to answer that, that would be the best way that I would have to answer that. That would be the best way to try to go about it. And I think that's probably on, well, it's, it's not probably probably not in New York. <laughs> uh, I would say that's probably a situation everywhere. Uh, probably not in New York.
1: How much center will Ezekiel Elliott be asked to play next year?
3: I don't know, man. And, and, and that goes back to that last play. And because I thought about that, too. Unbelievable. Wow. As Unbelievable. Much as, as much as Zeke has given this franchise, that shouldn't be the last damn play Zeke played. Where he got ran over as a center. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I just, I didn't want that to be the last vision, the last sight that we see of Ezekiel Elliott if he's not on the team next year.
1: Michael Irvin here on ninety five seven. The Game. Just a couple of big boy performances from over the weekend. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes, who we now know has a high ankle sprain. That's normally a five, four-week injury. He didn't even want it to take him out of the game for four minutes. They insisted he go get an x-ray, which was the right thing to do. Chad Henney comes in, and he executes a 98-yard drive, 98 maybe the yards. best called... Drive of Andy Reid's life. It was perfect, uh, but what do you think of Mahomes? I know you held him in high regard before that. Man, he he goes from you know talented finesse type of you know quarterback to just I mean he, he is tough as nails. I thought he had broken his ankle.
3: Yeah, me too. Because that 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 injury looked bad. It looked bad. Now let me back up this deep. That's another spot right there. That's another spot. Well, I'm saying, like I just said, with Belichick, in Kyle Shanahan is another spot. Like, hey, wait a minute. All right. I, it, 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 I will look at the quarterback over there, maybe on the GM. I'm not looking at Kyle. I'm not looking at Andy Reid. Y'all go. Can, I can't even tell y'all what I was about to say. But I'm not looking at Andy Reid in Kansas City either. And you know I'm not looking at Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? And the Reed, they 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 were going to five AFC championship games in a row. He went to four with Donovan McNabb, Dude, that's insane. Four in a row, Donovan five. That's that's just insane. So that's another dude that I will not take off the block. And to Reed that what was the question that you was that you had asked?
1: Well, I was about to say, Patrick Mahomes had a big boy
3: afternoon and then An ankle, yeah. ankle dog. Yeah. And and now there's some of this summer this now. Because I'm hard on it. I'm hard on it. And I asked Dan this today on the show, right? So he was trying to say that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the National Football League. And I understand what he was saying. He was saying from the pocket. Patrick Mahomes is the best player. Because that's what, Patrick Mahomes has such a gift of moving around and making plays. And I said, that's a, I understand that. But Patrick Mahomes, I believe, can battle. Joe Burrow or anybody from the pocket. So, yeah, I think he'll, he'll have an ankle. He'll be slowed because he does such great things moving around, making plays, But, but he's good enough. Just because we see that all the time doesn't mean he cannot play from the pocket. He's good enough to play from the pocket, but it will affect his game.
1: So how surprised were you to see Buffalo try to run a track meet in the snow? It seems like Cincinnati had the better game plan, just going death by paper cuts all afternoon. Joe Burrow... He he took a step forward in my book. I, I knew he was good. I d I didn't know he was that good. To go and win that game, that's a big boy performance.
3: That's a huge big boy p- performance. And let me tell you what since I got since he got that thing too. We talk about, you know, Buffalo and Kansas City and all of that. Since he says, Hey, I I come to y'all spots and beat y'all in y'all own building. You know what I mean? So so we got confidence. That's what Joe Burrow gives him. Joe Burrow says, Hey man, yeah, how long do you think the Super Bowl wonder's over? It's just as long as I'm putting on the uniform. As long as I'm here. What about a wonder like that? First time I've ever seen the people in Cincinnati start talking early about giving somebody some money. They want to pay Joe Burrow right now. He's <laughs> smart. They're smart to do that because they know they've got, they got to come back and try to keep. Now, here's the kicker keep both of those, at least those two receivers, Higgins and in, in Chase. And you're going to have to pay each of those over $30 million. A year, So that's going to be a a high cost. But you gotta keep them both to keep Joe Burrow battling with Patrick Mahomes. We see Patrick Mahomes doing it even after he lost Tyreek Hill. But you don't want Burrow to lose his two guys.
1: When we talked to you next Monday, Michael, who's going to the Super Bowl?
3: Boy, that's that's a good guy. I don't know if I can call that right. I don't even know without hearing how people come out, how healthy, getting the injury report. Who's going to make it as you get through this week? Right now, right now, like the Tony Pollard inju- injury, the wrong injury can put everything to rest for you. You cannot have the wrong injury and have the wrong person out. It will literally, and I mean literally, say this is stopping us from getting to the Super Bowl. You got to wait to see all the information is in on making these calls. That's how tight these games are going to get, and they're going to be great games. And great matchup. I'm hurt the Cowboys aren't in it, but I ain't gonna lie, man. I kept shaking my head saying, No, 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 no. Now Philadelphia saying friend, no, stop thinking that. But now that it's here and it's done, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait to see this game coming Sunday. I don't know who's going to win it just yet, but I can't wait to see it.
1: I don't know who gave Stephen A. Smith that Jerry Curl wig but an extra five dollars for them funny. in that it it, an extra five dollars <laughs> for them in the paycheck this week that was good michael you okay. are a great sport <laughs> we always love talking to you thank you so much for joining us as always
3: hey d y'all and let me tell you that losing is the hardest thing in the world for me i'm trying to learn to be better at it i am i'm but losing is hard man i went in i, tri- I was gonna call in i wanted to call in today with the sixth time i got COVID. I can't do it. When <laughs> I just said no. Go in there, face it, and then get it done. Cause I gotta if I either, if I don't come in, they're gonna drag it out next week and still bring it all back up. So, let's just go take this medicine with some orange juice, take this turpentine with the orange juice back and get get the medicine and move on. And and now I'm on the I'm on with San Francisco, I'm on the wagon. Do not let Philly get this thing. Come on, forty nine. Let's go. Michael Irvin. Here on
2: ninety-five-seven, The Game, that man is worth the price of admission. You asked him a question about who is most likely to, to go as a result of this or who's to blame, whether it's Prescott, McCarthy, or Jerry Jones. I mean, you know that Jerry Jones isn't going anywhere. Right. The Cowboys on their official Twitter put this out, and this is verbatim. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss of the 49ers in a matchup that the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. In other words, the Cowboys have already answered the question. It's Prescott's fault. Damon and rattle here on 95.7 The Game. And when we come
1: on back, it is our longest commercial-free segment of the entire day. The five biggest moments. Of the game. We'll get to those right at five o'clock. In the meantime, you want in? We want to talk to you about what was a huge game now in the history of the San Francisco Dallas rivalry. We've got updated records and numbers. We'll get into the raw data of all of it. Thanks to Michael Irvin for joining us on the Bud Light Guest Line. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking, no compromises. Back to Damon and Rattle on 95.7 The Game. Monster Monday. Oh, it's brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear. The 49ers shop from over 3,000 styles, 80% off retail prices, exclusively at Zenny.com. Again, Kittle's eyes were working last night. His fingertips were working last night as he made one of the Great catches in his career. One of the more important catches of the entire afternoon. It was a play that was never even designed to go to him. As a matter of fact,
2: it's a uh, bootleg. Me and Juice are on the backside, selling the outside zone away to get the defensive end across our face. Juice is the hot guy. We're trying to get the ball to either. I think
0: it was Ayuk, Debo, or Juice. Is he's a hot guy? And I'm literally not even in the read. So I just saw kind of a space, and he hadn't thrown it yet, so I was just going up the field, and yeah, he gave me a catchable ball, and I was just trying to be dramatic, just for TV, man.
1: He's just just trying to help those ratings go up. Uh, he certainly did. The chances of the 49ers winning that game went up dramatically on that drive where they scored their only touchdown uh, of the afternoon, and it was extended. That drive was extended by two Dallas holding penalties and they turned into two huge plays for the 49ers as well. Brock Purdy on his tight end. That part of the game, you know, we needed something. We needed a spark, get the ball rolling. And for Kittle to make a play like that, you just feel it in the whole stadium. Like, man, that felt good, you know, to get a big gain like that and get us going. So, you know, props to Kittle. He was one of our, like, last options in that play. But he kept the play live by, you know, feeling space. And I got my eyes back, and he was there. So it was awesome. It was awesome. It was a a hell of a catch by George. It really was, and it helped the 49ers to a 19-12 win over the Dallas Cowboys right in the first half. The 49ers averaging just two and a half yards per run. If you ask me what's the best way to go about losing a game this afternoon, well, Niners not having any running game popping for them would be a really good place to start that argument. Why did you lose? Well, you didn't do what you do the best. And it wasn't a good day on the ground overall. I mean, they didn't even have 115 rushing yards but they got it when they needed it. And Elijah Mitchell, man, Elijah Mitchell, woof, he had a couple of real big plays. He also made a mistake that allowed Dallas to run what is the dumbest final play of a football game we've ever seen because he went out of bounds instead of just giving it up when he was trying to make a big run down the sideline there. But Elijah Mitchell, it was great to see him prove himself Important to this team again because he had nothing short of the finest rookie year a running back has ever had. In the history of this franchise, he became not only the forgotten man, but the man that they had so decided to not count on that they gave so much to the Carolina Panthers for Christian McCaffrey. No regrets. (laughs) Zero regrets. Uh, But obviously, you know, Elijah Mitchell still means an awful lot for this team. You've got to have two running backs. Last night, as soon as Tony Pollard went out of that game, the Dallas Cowboys realized Ezekiel Elliott isn't the running back we need.
2: No, he definitely... Well, he's not the running back he was because they used him... Oh, he gave his legs to that franchise. Yeah, he. they used him like two rented mules, and now he just doesn't have much left. Um, a couple of things about the 4-9 running game. In the second half, they averaged four yards carry on... on the. 21 carries so they got once they committed to it they got what you would expect from them and and Elijah Mitchell in the first half one carry two yards second half 12 carries for 51 so it really wasn't so much about what the 49ers didn't do it's when they didn't do it and when they didn't do it was the first half second half they went back to it especially once they got that touchdown. And that's when Kyle Shanahan said, I'm no longer in a fistfight. Now I can start dictating terms. And that's when he is at his best. That's when most coaches are at their front. runner. Place. He loves to be in front. And, and who doesn't? I mean, you know, ask Sean McDermott how much fun it is to be a front runner. You know, they were down 14 nothing. That game was over in Buffalo. There was no way they were coming back from that. Felt like, And Zach Taylor, who everybody thought in year one was an idiot, now he's one of the best coaches in football. Why? Because he found somebody who can put points on the board early so that he can dictate terms. Burford, Brendel, and Banks.
1: The three positions on a football field that come with zero uh, trumpeting of a rival or sex appeal or just, I mean, there is nothing sexy about guard, center, guard. It's where the first half was nearly lost for the 49ers and it's where the second half, I think, was really won for the 49ers. That was a game that was full of trench warfare and they weren't going to be buying Mississippis in anyone's passing game. Like Dexter Lawrence is ferocious. Parsons. I mean, he was ragdolling McGlinchey on a couple plays. He, I mean, that's not a... A shot at McGlinchey either. That guy's ragdolled an awful lot of good football players all year long. But he was, he is, he is every bit an impact that Nick Bosa is. I mean, he, he truly is a special, special oh, no football question. player. I mean, no, he's he's phenomenal. And that was a game that the 49ers won without a big contribution from Nick Bosa. Other than keeping Dallas's attention, they sort of kept him at bay. They really did. This is two playoff games in a row where Nick Bosa's name has not been ringing over the PA system because of what he's doing and and of course he means so much to them on the margins of where stats start and end for was that a pressure? Was that a was was he taken up to the attention of two offensive linemen which made life easier for someone else. Sure, there's always that in play. He's never a meaningless player in a play, but he made no particularly meaningful plays.
2: Two weeks in a row now for the 49ers. He made no noticeable impact plays is probably the best way to put it. Probably. But he, you know, his existence makes, makes that, that a bad. better defense. No, and that's that's the fact. I mean, the amount of things that teams tried to do to Reggie White in his career. There were games where he got quote shut down but what he did was make Jerome Brown a household word. Kabadji B. Amila. Yeah. I mean just he there are some guys who must be dealt with even if you're successful in dealing with them the guy next to them is going to be has to be dealt with and you can't deal with them because you've already put too much manpower on the guy you were initially trying to deal with. So Bosa was not unimpactful, but he wasn't noticeable by the way. To the I, casual eye. I retract my
1: uh my Trevor Lawrence for for DeMarcus Lawrence. I didn't even notice that one. Let's well, get our Lawrences right. Thank you very much. When it's pointed out in real time that we made a mistake, we try to correct it. Appreciate it four one five on the Xfinity Mobile Text line.
2: Hey, well, it's the playoffs. Be hard on everyone. It's a time to coach everybody up. Yeah. I mean And because we won't be talking about the Cowboys after today, I found it fascinating that their official Twitter, which is put out by their PR department, decided to pin this loss on Dak Prescott. Because that's not coming from the PR department. That's coming from Jerry, which means that they're about to have some seismic things happen in that franchise. And the trick they've got is to figure out who wants a $40 million quarterback. Look. There really wasn't another way to spin it. There
1: was a way to land that a lot gentler by the Cowboys' own social media account. But but Dak Prescott lost that game. Dak Prescott, if you're looking for who singularly lost that game, who was the least effective Dallas Cowboy
2: who needed to be at least serviceable, it was Dak. I mean, he sucked. He sucked out loud. That's not the question. The question is how quickly... The official line of the Cowboys is our quarterback screwed us. You never you you never hear that from teams that have bad quarterbacks. I mean, even the Jets when they demoted Zach Wilson were gentler. I mean, this was essentially they they not only threw him under the bus, they hired the bus and hired the driver to not only drive over him but back over him. Yeah. They not only buried him, but they made it impossible for them to dig him up and put him on somebody else's door.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wrote it down, too, because I I noticed it right away when I saw it. The Cowboys official Twitter said, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again Generate self-inflicted wounds again.
2: To me, is the damning word in there. Like they're putting this on deck again. Oh yeah, they're. And, 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 I mean, yeah. it's and it's it's even beneath Jerry, who, who has gone out of his way time and again to defend Mike McCarthy against withering criticisms. But within nanoseconds, you said oh, my quarterback let me down. I mean, Zeke Elliott is used up as a as a meaningful running back. But Jerry Jones has defended him to hell and high water. Dak Prescott is the guy that they've decided it must be blamed for this. And I think it's because they resent the fact that they agreed to a contract that pays him $40 million a year. When in fact, that's the going rate for a quality quarterback. And I think in a better system, Dak Prescott is easily resuscitatable. But not here, not now. The the Cowboys are going to take a significant step back because they have to go find a quarterback now. And they have to find one by getting rid of a guy who's getting paid that much money. They screwed themselves today. Uh, By the way, boys and girls, uh,
1: welcome to your 5 o'clock hour.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours